Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Listen to the Tony D'Urso Show's ad-free and get bonus features on most new shows. This is additional content not available in the free version, and it's for members only. You can also get copies of my new books at no additional charge. Best of all, you get to ask me anything about marketing, branding, promotion, and starting and growing a podcast. Join the fun at TonyDurso.com slash member. That's TonyDurso.com slash member. Welcome, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview elite entrepreneurs, and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. Today, we're going to talk about the Purpose Code with Eric Lochtefeld. As you know, my interviews with the world's elite entrepreneurs are all about helping you launch your new business or take your business to the next level. Sometimes the penny drops with the right information for you to start something profitable yourself or help you do your job a whole lot better. Would you please help me get my show to those that need to hear this in the world? Please share and consider giving me a review. The easy way is to go to Apple Podcasts or go to ratethispodcast.com slash Tony. Thanks for your kind review in advance. Today's show is about the Purpose Code with Eric Lochtefeld. Let's see what we can learn today. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary recap of what we went over. So stay tuned for that. Eric Lochtefeld is an eight-plus-figure entrepreneur, investor, and the co-author of The Purpose Code, who specializes in helping entrepreneurs find their bliss by serving their true life's purpose. Over the last 24 years, he founded or co-founded 20 entities exceeding $250 million in revenue. Here we go. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. So great to have you on with us today. Thank you for having me, Tony. I really appreciate it. The honor and the pleasure is all mine, Eric. I've been through your site. I've been through your material. All I can say is, my goodness, you guys have done so much and you've helped so many people. I can't wait to just jump into and find out more about the Purpose Code. But let's introduce you to the audience and let's kind of take things from the top if we shall. How did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Sure. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for nearly 30 years, so I won't take you all the way back, but I'll take you five years ago. I was really on the fast track to becoming a billionaire when I made what was really a deliberate choice to reprioritize my life. And I had been on a run in over a five-year period, less than five years, really. I had 10x my net worth through various business ventures and real estate deals. And as I made that ascension, I learned something. I learned something really important that to become a billionaire, you actually had to become a monster. And it's not even a choice that you get to make. People make it for you. Because after you reach a certain level of wealth from achievements in the business world, I'm not talking about winning the lottery or inheriting. I mean, self-built. You become financially unrelatable to almost everybody that you know and care about, especially if you didn't originally come from money, right? All of a sudden your grammar school friends, your high school friends, they just can't get there. And to most, you're a paycheck or a checkbook and that's it. And on the professional front, almost every business venture becomes a zero sum game because the one constant in life is that if you build something of value, someone's gonna try to take it away from you. So in order to keep winning, you have to make someone else lose, as fierce as that sounds. And you quickly learn that the best defense is a great offense. So you just go on winning and accumulating at some breakneck warp speed. And as this transformation happens to you, you finally do start to change. You become hardened, less compassionate, way more or less empathetic. And my favorite, aloof. How many times have you seen wealthy people called aloof? I know I've called wealthy people aloof many times. But most of all, you become feared. And this becomes a really, really lonely place. 
And in, in my case, I almost died from it until I woke up really and decided that it, it just wasn't worth it. So I transformed. I'm very impressed by that because in the five years I've been doing radio, I'm the only one that has ever heard, I, I talk about it every now and then, that I'm not interested in being a billionaire. I don't try to be a billionaire. Millions are good. You know, no problem there. But into the billion dollar category and the only re- and the reason why I'm not interested in being a billionaire, my, my audience has heard me say this, I can't eat that much food. <laughs> but also, I love what you said because you then kind of transform into someone that you really are not. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the madness of 2020, but I've just interviewed someone else who's not interested in being a billionaire. And I think in a week or two, I have someone else coming and that's his, his motto, his moniker. It's all of a sudden like we're, the, we're, we're forming this, we're not interested in being a billionaire club. And it's just so amazing how this has just come about. And you're the first person I've heard from that says it changes you into a monster. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And it's really not a choice. It's, and it's so subtle at first. But, you know, I went on a run there that was very noticeable. It was very public. It wasn't that I was out there making it public on social media or anything. I just happened to, to build up a downtown that went from being called Deadwood City, the second worst moniker in the country besides Murder City. And we went on this unbelievable run where $4 billion in development came within four blocks of the block we owned and we operated. And we had our hands in all of that. So it was kind of like the gold rush. Um, it was a, a city in Silicon Valley called Redwood City. And so when that happened, you know, we went from being the theater owners that everybody in the community knew to all of a sudden big business people, my wife and I. And uh, we wanted to be treated the same. We saw everybody the same. We didn't get any Napoleon complexes. We didn't think we were better than anyone. But we, we started to notice that we were handled differently. We were treated differently. We all of a sudden had enemies that we didn't have before or we didn't see coming at first. And uh, you just start to notice. And uh, until you've had those conversations with family members and, and good friends and people you know from your past or your next door neighbor, and they bring the ask. And the ask is... I'm going to say poorly done in most cases, and that's an ask for money. Hey, you have some, I don't. I'm going to ask you for what you have. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking somebody, say for an investment or for money, um, but how you do it is important. But more important than that is how you react to a no. So you could give a no for a million reasons, right? Maybe you don't think it's a wise investment. Maybe it's bad timing. But in the end, I, I found that when you say no to an ask for money, one of three things happens. Either the person now hates you, <laughs> which that's a horrible feeling and very obvious when it happens. You know, number two, that person becomes incredibly embarrassed and they disappear from your life equal to the first person who now doesn't want to have anything to do with you. And then the third thing is, is you could make an investment, right? You could go there and there are so many options of what could happen from that. You could entitle someone um, that's only going to hurt them in the end or something could go wonderful, right? You could really help someone at the perfect time. So those are basically the three things. And I've, I've landed on all of those so many times. I could tell you stories for days and you get to this point where you start to get a bit hardened, even on the investment side where you chose, you know, you said, absolutely, Tony, I'm going to invest in your podcast and, you know, see what happens from there. Um, so it's, it's an interesting, uh, life lesson that I went through when I had that big run that was so public that I certainly wouldn't want to relive. And I learned an awful lot from, I definitely learned about boundaries. You've taken companies up to seven, eight, nine digits. You've run amazing masterminds. You've hit so many home runs out of the park. Where did this vision to be so successful in business, where did this come from? How did this embryo grow in you? Well, I think from childhood, I was a big dreamer and I visualized my success in the future. And I'll talk a little bit later about my process for that. But it started very early and I was a, an excellent athlete. I was six feet tall when I was 12, which is funny because I'm still six feet tall and I'm 50. 
So all I've done is grown outward. Um, but I was a heck of an athlete. And I think that those wins at recess, when you go out and play ball with your friends, they start to add up. And I, I think we can't underrate confidence uh, or belief in yourself. And so I think I had that from an early age because I was starting my first business right out of college. And like you said, I, I don't know, started just about 30 companies. I have 23 LLCs right now, many of them investment vehicles. I've exited seven uh, successfully, one for as little as $1 and one, like you said, uh, for the, the low nine figures. And so uh, they've been in many, many different industries. But I think the story I'd, I'd like to most tell you is how this transformation occurred uh, once I went through that experience of 10xing my wealth in a five-year period. Do you mind if I tell that? I'd love to hear about it. We are all ears. We, we want to know about this because we're learning from someone who's made it and is willing to share with us. And we love that. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead to check continues about the purpose code with Eric Lochtefeld. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Podcasts can start off as a small business, and they are. When you do it right, it grows and grows into what I call an empire. Now, when we're talking to business owners, we get it 100%. And when it comes to hiring, every single hire needs to fit just right. Our team is tiny. One wrong move can really hurt us. That's why we're telling you about Indeed. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates with Indeed Instant Match. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to help show you great candidates instantly. So you can do the part you really need faster. Meeting and hiring great people. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality shortlist faster. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts. You can pause your account at any time and you only pay for what you need. Indeed, with Instant Match, you see a list of great candidates right away. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed. Right now, our listeners get a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Offer valid through March 31. Terms and conditions apply. That's I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how much you love it. Indeed.com slash D-U-R-S-O. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is about the Purpose Code with Eric Lochtefeld. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Eric excels at bootstrapping quality businesses to three to five million in annual revenue within three years. Out of 20 entities, 13 have achieved seven figures while two have skyrocketed to eight figures alone. All right, and now back to the chat with Eric. So that would be the story of when I almost died. So it happened in 2017, not that long ago, although this is like a dog year, right? 2020, so it feels like it was 10 years ago, but it was just four years ago. And I had really just spent, like I said, that breakneck five to seven years kind of flexing my entrepreneurial muscles. I started over a dozen businesses in that period of time, and I acquired a lot of real estate. I became very interested in real estate. And the year started with really a huge win. And I had sold a property I purchased for, I think it was $6 million just a few years earlier for a whopping $19 million and invested what would become a 20% stake in a $150 million venture. 
Um, so with some of those spoils, you know, that all happened in the same year. I bought and I did what a lot of people do. I went out and bought an incredible home, quite large, way more than I needed, but it was a beautiful home with a wine estate in Silicon Valley. And literally the day I moved in guys to this mega mansion, I collapsed and literally the same day moving in and I was rushed to the hospital and after running really a battery of tests, the ER doctor came in and told me that my blood sugar was over 650 and had been for several months. So those of you that don't know blood sugar at home, the healthy level is 77 to 99. So I was six times in the wrong direction. And the doctor told me I was lucky that I came in and that I collapsed that day because if I didn't, I would have suffered a major heart attack or stroke any day. So in that moment, really, all I could think about was one thing. And it wasn't, oh, I'll never get to try my grapes because now I have diabetes. It wasn't anything silly like that. It was that I didn't finish the job. And unless you've been in that position where you feel like you're at death's door, you know, you haven't really gotten to that point where you're like, do I have any regrets? Because I didn't have a lot of regrets, but that was the one that was needing at me. And the job is that I believe with all my heart that I was put on this earth to do. And that's my purpose. So from that day forward, I reprioritized my life to always align with my purpose and to put joy first. Eric, I want to ask a little bit more about that, because if anyone checks your your site out, which is at blisschampions.com, if they read about you, you can close your ears if you want, but you've made it. You're super successful you really don't have to work. And I know you say that as well in your site somewhere in your material. You really don't have to work again. Yet you've devoted the rest of your life, as I understand it, to helping other entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners, and, and so forth to also make it to the top. And you've taken so many up. You say it's your purpose. Why are you doing that? And I hate to ask why. Like, why are you helping so many people? But we just want to understand what goes through the mind of someone so successful like that. So if you go over the, you know, the entire backstory of my career, you'll know that my purpose has always been to be inspired and to inspire others. But what I did that was unique after that hospital visit is I came out and I said to myself, yeah, but why? I've been doing this forever, but why? Why do I break my back? Why do I get to the death's door to to do these things. And I needed to know why, and I wasn't sure how to go about that. So I really started to dig deep and try to understand that. And what I did is I gave my purpose an upgrade. And that's a fancy way of saying I gave it words because where our purpose lies in most of us. And I believe, and my partner believes that everybody has a purpose. It's just lying dormant. It's, It's in your subconscious, it's in your emotions. But once you give it words, that's when you give it an upgrade. And that's when you get to find your why. So my purpose is to be inspired to transform in the direction of my bliss. That's my big sentence. And that's the one that I know when I wake up every morning, I don't have to look at a a post-it on the ceiling. I know that backwards and forward. And notice that I said my, that I said to be inspired to transform in the direction of my bliss. And that might sound selfish at first, but that's actually what I teach, that if you can't figure out what it is you want, how are you then going to help anybody else? And so the next part is where it gets real fun. And because where I derive the most joy happens to be, and where I go on a bliss journey, where I get to give my greatest gift, is when I'm inspiring others to transform in the direction of their bliss. So this gives me what I like to call perfect alignment. So exactly what lights me up is what I'm really trying to become great at in every day I work on getting better at. Um, so to get to a point where I could do this, I, I first had to learn the difference between joy and happiness. And this is critical. Happiness, guys, is an individual pursuit. It can be achieved by doing something, really anything that makes you happy. Go play with some puppies, watch a movie, hang out with Tony. Tony's a lot of fun so far. You know, you have a lot of ways to make yourself happy, but joy is something else. And it can only be achieved when your heart is in another. And this happens when you give your greatest gift to another and experience getting to see them shine. 
I'm world class in inspiring myself. There's just no doubt about it. I think of myself as a connoisseur of inspiration for myself. And that makes me happy. It really does. All the ways I know how to do that. But when I help someone astound themselves and put an exclamation mark on that, astound yourself, that's when I really come alive and I experience pure joy. There's just nothing like it. I, I get goosebumps on my soul. And so with this understanding, I set out to really prioritize my life so I could experience this as often as possible. And I started Bliss Champions, a couple of things that I did with Joseph Campbell's successor on all things Bliss, Patrick Holmes. So that was that happened four years ago, guys. We're talking about the Purpose Code with Eric Lachtefeld, and you can find him at blisschampions.com. Now, Champions has an S at the end, like Bliss, that's B-L-I-S-S, champions.com. And if you're thinking, what's a Bliss Champion? Go to blisschampions.com and you will find out because it's all about the purpose, following your purpose, and that brings bliss. But you know what? I don't want to steal this thunder. Go to the website, check it out, and... Let's get a little bit more into your vision path. And you mentioned something earlier. I'm not sure if you if you had finished what you were saying, but I did want to check. You mentioned something in the beginning. Not only did you make so much money, but you wound up creating and having enemies that you didn't know. That's kind of introverting and very odd. How do you deal with that? Yeah, it was a trip. So just a little background on that. I, I had bought a 80-year-old historic theater that the community wanted saved. So we were considered saviors for doing that. And then what happened after that is I quickly realized that my massive investment in this city block with this historic theater was going to be a terrible investment if I didn't light up my neighbors in my neighborhood, which was an entire downtown. So I went to work and I went to work on their behalf. I went to work on behalf of the city of Redwood City, who had struggled for decades to try to get that moniker Deadwood City to go away. And and so I'm very proud of what happened next. Uh, Nearly $2 billion in development came in around my venue and around my block within four city blocks. And I had my hands in almost all of it in one way or another. And so ultimately, (laughs) there's certain industries that are zero-sum games and others are not, right? Putting on concerts, eh, not really a zero-sum game. People, everybody seems to have a good time until someone yells at you because they didn't like the band or something. But in development, the second you step into that game, you put the Darth Vader hat on because 50% of the people are going to hate you because you're a developer, no matter what you did before to their city. Um, just like in politics, the second you win a political race, 50% of the people are going to hate you. Ultimately, that's what starts to happen. So when that, when you get people who are really against something conceptually um, and they put you in that box, they're going to take shots at you. They're going to come at you. And so ultimately, I, I found that I didn't like zero-sum games. You know, I don't want to be a guy where someone else has to lose for me to win unless I'm playing cards or we're shooting hoops or something. But I don't want to be a guy that crushes anybody uh, that puts up a resistance. So in the end, there's certain industries that just that's how they are. I would say personal development is definitely not one of those industries. And where I felt my heart does best and where I do my best work and get my most joy. Um, and it's not that I didn't have the nerve or the ability. I mean, I kind of kicked ass for five years. And, you know, I kind of learned that if you can make it to $100 million, it's actually pretty easy to get to a billion right? Because it just starts to compound and you're in a position, you have inside knowledge on almost everything. And then you have the capital to grow quickly, faster than the next person. Um, So that's just a little bit of a background on that. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead to check continues about the purpose code with Eric Lochtefeld. But first it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. As pet parents, working from home has given us more time to spend with our four-legged family members. Now, we're more aware of their daily needs, health issues, and well-being. So, if you've noticed that your pet is itchy or smells less than pleasant, you have to check out Scout's Honor. Scout's Honor is my go-to pet brand for grooming products that help with itch relief, odor control, and an overall healthier skin and coat. We love these products. We use them on Daisy, our family dog, 
The shampoo leathers up well and leaves her coat super soft. And there's no itch or issues. She has allergies, but no reactions here. Hey, this is the good stuff. And of course, she smells great and looks so clean. She's a cutie pie and she'll play fetch the ball with you until your arms fall off. How do we bottle that energy? Scouts Honor's probiotic grooming products are a scientifically proven natural solution for treating your pet's skin problems. When applied to the skin, probiotics support healthy bacteria and fight against bad bacteria that cause irritation. Choose from their amazing fragrances. We love the honeysuckle and you'll be hooked when you try that one. Also, with every purchase, Scouts Honor provides one day's worth of meals for a rescue animal in need. They've given out over 5 million meals. With Scouts Honor, your pet will never look, feel, or smell better. Check out all of Scouts Honor's award-winning products today, available online or wherever pet supplies are sold. To remember, that's Scouts with a K at scoutshonor.com slash D-U-R-S-O for 20% off your order. Scouts Honor, natural and preventative grooming solutions for pets. That's S-K-O-U-T-S-H-O-N-O-R dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how much you love it. ScoutsHonor.com slash D-U-R-S-O. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is about the Purpose Code with Eric Lochtefeld. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Today, Eric's zone of genius is helping successful but dissatisfied entrepreneurs reinvent themselves so they embrace their highest purpose becoming potent receivers of wealth, joy, and abundant bliss. And now back to the chat with Eric. Eric, you mentioned this earlier as well. You don't want to be a billionaire. We had our little jokes and talked about that. But is there a point where you realize, oh, if I go further and do this deal, it can crush me? Are there deals that you just let go and just turn your back on? Oh, boy. You know, I think what makes a lot of politicians great is most of them are narcissists. (laughs) So they can handle when really someone stands up, say at a podium at a city council meeting and really lets the person have it as if they're ruining their lives. But for me as a businessman that had helped save a downtown and helped brought a renaissance to it, to be seeing those same types of things showing up in the press or you know, uh, showing up on chat boards or, you know, keyboard wires, pretty disheartening, you know, and I'm a guy that runs off inspiration and enthusiasm. So when that started to happen, I felt like the trade-off wasn't worth it. And my conscious choice was, okay, I could keep going with being a big, bad developer, or I can make a better choice, a choice that's more aligned with who I want to be and how I want to show up in the world. And so what most people do, Tony, is they just keep ascending. Um, It's what they know how to do. And so when they get to that lonely place, they just turn inward and they just keep kicking ass, right? As far as everybody else sees it, but they become lonelier and lonelier as they rise up. I've met my share of billionaires because I owned a a major venue in Silicon Valley. I've actually met quite a few uh, because they rent my venue and give speeches on the stage, have their, you know, their, their all hands meetings there. And what I described is accurate, aloof, lonely, um, almost sad. And uh, I've read a fair amount. You know, we all saw Steve Jobs die and the things he said before he passed. And I just made a conscious choice that 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 wasn't for me. I I wasn't going to turn off my ability to earn. I wasn't going to stop being an entrepreneur, but I was going to stop playing in industries where someone else had to lose That's really interesting. I've never had this kind of an in-depth conversation about having this plethora of money and income and capital at one's disposal and how it changes one. It's really fascinating. I can only imagine that in that scenario of having such great wealth, people would see you as 
you know, money, always wanting money, always wanting money. I mean, I, I, I've run into it. I've seen it myself. It's, it's kind of weird. It's really obvious. And for those of you that are listening at home saying, oh, poor him, I get it. Um, I'm in no way saying feel sorry for billionaires because they made the choice to keep ascending and going that direction. They're very aware. But in my case, I, I, I didn't like it. And I could look back and say, well, you should have de- developed a thicker skin. Well, if I wanted to keep going in that direction, that would have been my only choice. But that is what I'm describing. So when somebody really just wants money from you, it's actually very, very obvious. Um, you'd have to not be paying attention to not get it. And again, it's it's not so much the ask. It's it's what happens after the ask. You know, I you hate losing friends and family and others, you know, in that type of situation. But it's almost a bummer when you get asked because you just know it's going to go one of those three ways. Right. So you almost have to ask yourself, OK. Am I going to make this investment? Am I going to hand this money to this person and, and, and go on that journey? And many, many times I do. I've had, done <laughs> plenty of giving and plenty of investing in my life. Um, or is it going to go the other way where they're going to get very upset and go away from, you know, leave my life, you know, or are they going to be embarrassed and really not want to come back? That's my least favorite one because I just never want anyone to ever feel embarrassed about asking for help. There's absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. But, you know, Tony, I don't go by a single week without being asked for money. Not a single week. And in some weeks, not a single day. When you bought that big house and you had that issue where you had to go to the ER, you realized then that it was things were taking a toll on you. When one is ascending up that ladder, you know, we see personalities change. We see people change, but we don't necessarily see their health change. But you, you've been there, you've seen it, and you've seen others. What kind of tolls, what other issues or problems result from one just going for more and more money and trying to send more and more? I mean, we talk about the end point. You've, you mentioned they're lonely. But I want to, you know, see if you can share anything else as, as to how it kind of devastates the person without anyone realizing it. Oh, take Jeff Bezos as an example. You know, his ascension to become the richest man in the world from Amazon. I I love the picture of him back in his little tiny Seattle office when he was probably the only employee um, back in the, what was it, the 80s, late 90s. But, you know, ultimately, here's a guy whose marriage just cheated on his wife, became hugely, hugely public. He had enemies. The enemy was the, (laughs) the mistress's brother. You know, so the end, what happens is you you build up these enemies and you know, you would hope that you're more like Richard Branson when you're someone that gets to that point. Everyone loves Richard Branson, right? But even when Richard Branson, you know, recently when COVID happened, pretty tough to prop up an airline, you know, and his airline in Australia started to suffer like all the other airlines. And the country of Australia decided not to give him a bailout. They only gave a bailout to the other airlines in Australia, even though he was the number one airline. And so ultimately he decided to shut it down. And people got very upset at him. Hey, look, you're a billionaire. Why didn't you just prop it up? And at the end of the day, if you've ever met Richard Branson, he's about as nice as it gets. He's done a lot for this world. And so, again, these are the top of the top. But if you see these problems so clearly when you're ascending in that direction and you start to experience them yourself, it should be an eye opener. But for many, it isn't. So what I do with Bliss Champions is I help people reinvent themselves before it's too late. Because it does get to a point where it's too late. And for me, that would have been in the grave. So I got a second chance at life, but some people don't. They become a monster and they just die lonely. I'm not saying that's the way it always goes. And again, there's probably people at home going, well, it's better to have money and not have money. Sure, I'm not going to argue that. But this is the topic we're talking about. What's it like? Let's talk more about the purpose code and which when I hear the word code, it's sort of like if I get the code from you, if I get the secret, I can unlock it. So how can people unlock their true purpose? And let's go into your program and a little bit of how you help do that. Yeah. So we have a book coming out in about a week or so called Purpose Code. And the Purpose Code is really a secret code that unlocks your purpose, as you just guessed. And the the secret ambitions and the unrealized dreams really locked up inside you. 
in your emotions and subconscious mind that I mentioned earlier. So unlocking your purpose really allows you to discover your greatest sense of aliveness. And the purpose code will give you your, give your purpose actual words and bring it forward into your conscious thoughts. So, and you'll have a newfound clarity where you can begin to see an infinite amount of opportunities, not just the business you've been running or what you're known for. Um, that if pursued, have the potential to bring you great joy and happiness. Like I could have gone on being a developer, but I really wanted to coach people. I really wanted to mentor. And so that was a big transformation. And the purpose code will help you really pick a specific bliss journey. That's what my partner and I like to call it. You might think of it as a dream pursuit or a career, um, but a bliss journey aligned with your purpose and really inspire you to commit to beginning and seeing it through. So one last thing, it'll really prepare you for your journey by giving you a map and then the know-how on how to navigate your way to that success. We hear about purpose a lot. In fact, I talk about it just about on every show for many years, and it's very, very important, but it, it like also talking about vision, it just goes over people's heads. And we hear about it so many times. I seem to think some people may be a little numb for it. I see so many webinars and seminars and talks and summits about purpose. I want to really dive into how important this is and that it can literally change. If you really understand it enough, it can really change everything you do for the better. Yeah. And I think the key to that is to understand the really five reasons people don't achieve their dreams. You know, one is that they never begin. You know, can't get anywhere if you don't start. People are terrible at starting. Two, people easily quit. Three, people make poor decisions that derail their progress. Four, they worry about what others think. And number five, they're either too afraid or too comfortable to leave their comfort zone. Um, So to answer your questions, you know, what does the purpose code do for you? We go in and we work very, very hard at getting you to understand that these five are actually likely to happen to you. And that's the norm because 99% of the world are not living their dreams. And so ultimately recognizing what these, these stumbling blocks are is critical in order to move forward. And so I'd like to take an example of poor decisions. So one of the first things I would ask you if you were being coached by me is, you know, what's your decision-making process? And most people, when I ask them that, they just look back at me without any answer at all. And maybe they go to, well, I trust my gut because um, they can't think of anything else to say. But let me give an example of my decision-making process, which has built the wealth that I have in the businesses. So first off, when I have a fresh idea and say I call my buddy Tony and I decide to let somebody else in and I only let those champions in. That's why I named my company this. I say, hey, Tony, I'm going to frame this. I want only positive ideas from you. I want to do a positive brainstorming session. Okay. No negativity, nothing I ever failed in the past. No telling me, well, you tr- I tried that 10 years ago and it didn't work. So first of all, I get that bliss champion, not the bully that tells me I can't do it. And we start to brainstorm. And when I come off of that session, I treat every idea you give me as a gift. I don't ever say, no, Tony, that's not going to work. I just, hey, thanks, Tony. Thanks for those, that 20 minutes of gifts. And then I go back and if I wake up and each day I'm more enthusiastic and I have more ideas on top of ideas and I start to monitor that and see that that's growing, I keep going with it, right? I I hold that space as they like to say in personal development these days, a catchphrase that I never use. But ultimately, eventually a light switch goes on in my head and that's when I start to visualize. And I mentioned I've been visualizing since I was a kid. I actually visualize a future moment in time when I'd astound myself on this particular bliss journey that I'm considering. And I visualize it in using all five senses, all of them. And I'm constantly adding things and clarifying things and changing colors and changing smells. And when that can happen, that's when I know I've already made a decision. I'm going to do it. I'm already doing it. And that's when things like grit and other great attributes will come into play. 
This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the check continues about the Purpose Code with Eric Lochtefeld. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs, I've got some great stuff here that you're going to love. Listen to the Tony D'Urso shows ad-free and get bonus features on most new shows. Become a valued member of the Tony D'Urso show, and here's what you get. You get ad-free episodes. You get bonus features. As a valued member, you can expect bonus features on most new shows. This is additional content not available in the free version, and it's only for you, members only. And it's generally four episodes a month. You get free books. And by that, I mean at no extra charge. You get a free copy of the vision map, which I wrote when I started my podcast journey. Using and following this material took me to the top of my game in a few years. And you can do it too. And you also get other books that I write at no additional charge. Plus, you get to ask me anything. You get to ask me anything and get all the help you want in marketing, branding, promotion, starting and growing a podcast, and other entrepreneur questions. You get to ask me anything as part of your premium membership at no additional charge. How cool is that? Join now. Become a valued member today. I look forward to helping you grow in your career, business, and life. Join the fun at TonyDurso.com slash member. That's TonyDurso.com slash member. You'll remember that, right? TonyDurso.com slash member. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is about the Purpose Code with Eric Lochtefeld. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Possessing a keen eye for extraordinary talent and a gift that turns anything into a million-dollar success. Eric also financially invests in clients who can impact the world with their heart's calling. And now back to the chat with Eric. The problem is, even if people think they know their purpose, they don't go through this process. They just start running ahead, Tony. Like, oh, I'm going to do this business idea. And then because they're running ahead and they don't see what's ahead of them, they fall into what I call the snake pit of how. And they fall into this pit and they start getting bit by a thousand snakes who have the perfect venom to get them to quit. And they're limiting beliefs and they're, they're hurting their confidence. So now all of a sudden you get a false start, you know, your confidence is shaken and maybe you're not going to give it a try the next time. Um, so these things are important to have countermeasures to. And so what I feel happens in personal development is we start to throw out or make fun of perfectly good words. So let me give an example, Tony. What do you think of motivational speakers, Tony? Right? It's almost like we think that that's like a used car salesman, right? It's like, I'm I'm not trying to laugh, but motivational speakers are good, but does everyone need, well, I have my own personal point of view. Does everyone need to be motivated and motivated for what? and what industry, but talking about purpose, talking about vision. And when you really get into those key actions, those are so powerful. Correct. So what I'm trying to say is there's nothing wrong with the word purpose. There's nothing wrong with the word inspiration or motivation. It's how you interpret them and how you allow them to come into your life. Eric, what are you looking to accomplish in the next few years? I want to save more people like myself uh, that were ascending and ascending and and going to a place of unhappiness and lacking joy. And I want to invite them to reinvent themselves and do what it is that their heart really desires. I have this, this thing I call, I want to, I want to teach you how to sail to bliss Island. And then I want to, I want you to burn the boat. You know, and that's not to say you'll be trapped on Bliss Island. It means that you now know how to get there. So I'm really teaching the hero's journey 
in a, in a very unique way. So I'm standing on the shoulders of giants like Joseph Campbell, Apollo Coelho, Patanjali, if you want to go 2000 years back, who have all been saying the same thing to follow your bliss. And so ultimately it doesn't matter to me what it is that you want to do. It matters to me that you do it. And so I'm all in. I even recently bought a chunk of an island in Hawaii and I named it Bliss Island. Um, I'm all in. That happened during the pandemic too as well. And so what do I want for my future? I can tell you, I don't take a penny for my coaching. Just so you know, our business, sure, we charge and um, like everybody else have fees associated with our retreats and what we charge for the coaching sessions. But I don't take a salary. I don't need one. It's not how I like to be paid. And ultimately, I visualize the bliss opus. And what is the bliss opus? If you ever saw Mr. Holland's opus, he accidentally stumbled into his opus that was actually put on for him. But I'm designing it in my heart and in my head. And what that bliss opus is probably happens about five years from now. It's the customers that have been through our retreats and our masterminds that have astounded themselves. They're the only ones that get invitations. And it's a very special party. Very special. I, and I, I'm visualizing, Tony, if you were one of my customers, what you're going to be wearing when you walk up the red carpet, the drink that I'm going to have waiting for you, what song we play for you as you walk up. But more importantly, what our hearts are saying to each other before words are even exchanged and those goosebumps that come on because I know I played a little tiny role for you in inspiring you to actually live the life you really want to live. That's what I'm all about and what I meant by being in the hospital going, did you do the job? If I had died at that moment, I think I would have had a lot of people at my funeral and they, they would have said, you know, Eric sure was generous and he sure was inspirational. And as I hopefully ascended to heaven, I'd say, yeah, but did you do the job? So I'm back to make sure you do the job. I'm all in. Hell, I even created a million dollar investment fund just to handpick customers who I fall in love with and literally give unsolicited offers of investment capital. Uh, you know, I've invested, I think, a million so far in 12 customers out of the first 150 um, that we've had in the last three years. So this matters to me. It's my legacy. I'm all in. And if I can bring my business acumen into the equation, that's great. But most of what I'm going to work on is what's between your ears and that 12 inches that you travel from your head to your heart. That's going to be where I focus a lot of my energy until you're ready, right? And no snake to the how, you're ready. And then I can bring my acumen and start to coach you on what I know. Eric, this is such an invigorating and a very unique interview. Oh, nice. I love it. And I can't wait to get the purpose code. And I again encourage the, all the audience out there, get the purpose code. He's made it and he's going to show you how you can make it too. The purpose code with Eric Lochtefeld and you can find him at blisschampions.com. Eric, stimulating, invigorating, and it was motivational. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. The positive sense of that word. It's, it's been a real honor, uh, Tony. I've really enjoyed, you know, watching you do a podcast. It's just very clear that this is your bliss and you're on a bliss journey. Had I met you, I don't know, when you just came up with the idea, I don't know, maybe you were some burnt out CEO. I would have loved to have got my hands on you and been like, Tony, you can do this. Let's do it. Um, so if you're out there and you have something in your heart and you think you could utilize a guy like me to help mentor and coach you, please don't just ask me for money. The first time we meet, <laughs> I want it on record. I want to make a note. I have not asked you for money. Great. You know, I, I, I say I used to have below my email for a while. It said, win my heart and you gain access to my treasures. But you know, ultimately, uh, it's not about moving thousands of people. If I could trade the thousand people at my funeral saying he sure was inspirational with 12 people who said that guy, that guy got into the pit with me when the enemy was coming from all directions and we were in that foxhole, that guy was there for me. I'd rather have those 12 people speak. Um, so we'll see what happens. That's the journey. I can totally see that any business enterprise with you of any kind will only be super successful. Thank you again for hanging out with us, Eric. All right, we'll see you later. Thanks, everybody.
Hey fellow entrepreneurs, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I'm sure this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. We learned some astounding statements that just make such great sense. The Purpose Code with Eric Lochtefeld. Eric starts right out of the gate with a bold statement that is probably counterintuitive to what you would expect as a goal for any entrepreneur. That to become a billionaire, you had to become a monster. And it's not a choice you're allowed to make. People make that choice for you. Imagine that. Eric recognized that this would make him financially unrelatable to almost everybody that you know and care about. That's astounding. He also goes on to say that if you build something of value, that someone is going to try to take it away from you. Another astounding statement. Has this happened to you or does it worry you? And another statement. To keep winning, you have to make someone else lose. That is fierce, isn't it? And when you are at that point of serious wealth, the transformation happens that changes you. You become hardened, less compassionate, less empathetic, and aloof. And worst of all, you become feared. And then what I think is the absolute worst is that this person with that seriously crazy amount of money becomes lonely. Imagine that. And for Eric, he almost died from this until he woke up and realized it wasn't worth it. I know it sounds great to have billions, but this is on the road to get there. Plus, as I joke about many times, you just can't eat that much food. Those are serious problems Eric brings up when you accumulate a lot of wealth. Your friends and family want some. I've seen that happen. I've seen them act as if they are entitled to have a share of all the hard work that you put into a project or projects while they just sit around. That is sad. Have you run into this? How do you handle it? His story of collapsing was a major turning point for him. He realized his purpose and since then puts joy first in his life and that saved him. Listen to this again. What an amazing story with lessons for every one of us. There's so much more I got out of this interview. What did you get? I would love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Did this interview give you any ideas for your business? Did it stimulate you to take some new action? Please share and grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You have to decide first. It always starts with a decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process. The ebook is at tonydurso.com slash books. I created my empire in just a few years. I wrote up the vision map as my guide. You can do it too. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And once again, please consider supporting this show with a nice review. Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash Tony. Thanks everyone. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 